0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stevie Clark says he'll give everything to lead Scotland to a major tournament. Paul McStay believes the treble treble is Celtics to lose this weekend. And Ryan Jack is convinced Rangers can challenge for silverware next season. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DeGale and Mark Guidi. Yes, and the new Scotland manager is announced. It's not been a, a secret. Steve Clark and listen to him today, Gordon, like to cut of his jib. Very positive and I think one thing... The SFA have got the right man If there's a chance of success In the next 12 months I think Steve Clark's the man to deliver it yeah, Gordon, there's no such thing as a Unanimous appointment mm. that will please everyone But pff, we're, we're close We're about as close as we could have been you, you, you get the feeling I've not heard one negative vibe about it Gordon I think everybody's in a positive Except for the Kamarnock fans yeah. Who obviously have lost their manager Who was absolutely fantastic for them down there um, They'll be disappointed but for the nation, for Scotland, and taking us forward, I agree with everyone. I think he was the right man. He's, um, you know, he's a leader. He's come out today. He speaks very well. He knows where he wants to go with it. And fingers crossed, he can be a fantastic success. And Mark Guidi, it's Scottish Cup final week. We've got massive playoffs between yeah. St Mirren and Dundee United. You've got teams announcing. Who's going to be leaving? Who's staying? Rangers fans are chomping at the bit because they like the way they finished the campaign. So, for all, it, you tend to think that we're winding down, but we're absolutely not. No, we're not winding down. And before you know it, we'll be back in pre-season. Middle of June, you'll have three or four clubs back. Qualifiers will start at the end of June, start of July. I've also got Scotland v Cyprus, Belgium v Scotland to look forward to to the middle of of June. So yeah, it's non-stop. You can see already the, the transfer chat started. Not only players out, but now two or three players looking to come in around our, our bigger clubs. And yeah, we've got a Scottish Cup final on Saturday, the William Hill Scottish Cup final. Brilliant. And we've also got, as you say, St Mirren D United. And that one is so close to Colgo. I think it'll be two cracking games. Yeah, looking forward to that. The first one kicks off on Thursday and then finishes on Sunday. And um, I watched Dundee United go to St Mirren, the Scottish Cup, Gordon. And they were excellent I've got to say uh, They've got good experience They've got good players That can hurt you That's going to be A real tough test But you've got to say St Mirren Are finding a little bit of form Just at the right time So an absolute cracker And then on to Saturday uh, Can Celtic do The treble treble Interesting times 0141 That's the number you need On Twitter We're at Clyde SSB We are jam packed With fantastic prizes To give you away tonight as well So stay tuned Because we've got some Excellent competitions For you to take part in But let's get stuck Into the football And hear from the new Scotland manager Stevie Clark says He is prepared for the challenge Ahead after reaching What he believes Is the pinnacle of his career It's not dissimilar To the situation I took over at Kilmarnock Obviously on a, on a Completely different scale And, and with, a, with a different a group of players and a different target audience, if you like, the Tartan Army. We we want to make them proud of their country, proud of their team. We want them to come to the matches and, and get right behind the team like, like they always do. The numbers have dwindled a little bit, but it's my job to make sure that the team is, is focused. I only want players who are 100% committed to the, to the national team. I'll certainly be 100% committed. I'll give everything I've got to try and, to try and qualify. And qualify through the group stages eh? I think that's important to say He's already looking at players so He hopes they can attract the right ones To help him achieve that ambition Of finally reaching a major tournament That will come down to my uh, skills as a manager I have to I have to sell the idea I have to sell the, 
the way that we're going to play, the, the way we're going to be in camp. But for me, being I only managed to get six caps, and I tell you now, it still it still hurts me that I only got six caps because I believe that my career deserved more. I missed out on. I was very close to the the squad that went to Italia 1990. I went on a, a pre. Uh, tournament trip to Italy, it was Genoa, I think there was about 26 players went and I was one of the ones that got cut for the final selection, so that still hurts me. So a burning ambition of mine is to take a Scottish national team to a, a major tournament and I think I spoke, I spoke with Andy Robertson this morning just to touch base and if everybody is enthusiastic and determined as Andy is, we'll have a great chance. Yeah, you know, he's, he's passionate about it. I liked his line about, you know, the six caps and it still makes him angry, but what a chance to, to, to make up for it. And he's right. It should be the pinnacle of your career to get to major finals. He's touched base with, with Andy Robertson. It will be interesting to see what happens with, if you want to see the guys who've made themselves unavailable, uh, if they make themselves available again between now and, and June the 8th. But I think there's a good core to go and work for there. And one thing I've said, Gordon often having watched Kilmarnock Many, many times under Steve Clark, yes, have had good results, but within the good results has been entertaining football. And I look forward to the same with Scotland. Yeah, the, the line I liked, uh, Gordon, right away, he stamped his authority as a manager. He said that the retired ones, he's not going to chase them. They've got to phone up and say, look, we're, I'm available now if you want to pick me. I like that. It sets a, a marker out there. Mm. It shows the way forward. Um, the one thing about Mark was saying about Kamana, I watched Kamana a lot this season, and the one thing I was impressed with on Gordon is the organisation. Every single player knew his job, his responsibility, and his role on that football park, and that's why they were successful and finished third. So I'm looking forward to, you know, kicking off with Steve Clark. I think it's exciting times ahead. In the 21 years since we last were at a major tournament, Mark. Genuine moments of optimism Have been few and far between yeah. Now it's not that there haven't been any Of course there have We've, we've yeah. made playoffs We've had moments within groups Where we thought maybe yeah. this was a time But over the piece Not too many moments of genuine optimism And you feel like we're in one at the moment well, That's yeah. not to say That we're going to go and win everything Of course football's difficult business And no one really knows If Stevie Clark's going to work But the appointment has got everyone Most people Optimistic. Well, what you can say about the SFA, they've got this one right. Now, it's not within their control now if, if Steve Clark and the players go and go, all they can do is appoint the right manager. And I think they've done that. It is now up to Steve Clark and the players and, he, and his backroom staff, whoever he chooses. Yeah, you're right, Gordon, just when you mentioned that, m- moments of optimism in the past 21 years. I was lucky enough to beat France 98 working. Since then, the playoffs against Holland under Bertie Vox when it was Dick Advocate's Dutch team. It was great to get the players, but I don't think we'd much. I don't think we need to be a lot of optimism, even though James McFadden scored that goal and gave us the lead um, to take over to, to, to Amsterdam. Apart from that, the game against Italy, the Saturday night game, when it was Alec McLeish, his campaign uh, after taking over from Walter Smith, I think that's the closest we've, we've been. And I remember the country that time, the whole country was up for it and into it, and, and we thought we could do it. Since then, no, it's, it's been probably disappointing. I don't think we've, I think we've next to no chance. Um, in the section because we're already three points down that we should have on the board and if you're going to realistically if you take Belgium at the equation they're going to win it if you're going to beat Russia to second place you would need to get there's 30 points up for grabs in a campaign you would need to get realistically a minimum 22 points the Scotland have got 24 to play for with three on the board can they sweep it? no they can't so without doing them down when he's just started I know why he said yeah he still wants to qualify for me that's not realistic but getting through the playoffs 
that is realistic and we have to believe that we can do that and make it to the Euros next summer Let's hear from you then 01419511025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter Stevie is first up in Bishop Briggs Hi Stevie How are you doing lads? Good evening Hi Stevie Listen I'm no one of your great Scotland fans but I'll tell you something lads that appointment has got me buzzing got me absolute buzzing that's the man that can take Scotland forward and the whole of Scotland must be behind him. And I'll tell you something. Give me a pair of boots and I'll go and play from. If these guys have retired, don't want to go back and play from, I'll go and get a bash. Because I'll tell you, he will take Scotland forward. And we could be going to a final very, very soon, Will. Is that the key to international football? No offence. I don't think Stevie will get a call up. But no. is it about guys that. You're trying to get those guys to come in at difficult times in the season amidst the pressures of club football and run through a brick wall for you. Yeah, I think uh, Steve Clark will be hoping for the enthusiasm that Stevie has just showed there. Give me a pair of boots. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for players to turn up, uh, willing workers, um, get the organisation going. He's got some good talent there to work with. I think he's recognised that. Uh, the SFA have come in for a lot of criticism and Mark's completely right. They have picked the best guy for this job. Now we can't guarantee that Steve Clark's got to be the wonder manager that will get us to every tournament and you know play some terrific football but at least we've got a chance Gordon because he showed with Kilmarnock and his past uh, when he managed and coached in England with some of the best and he's obviously taken that on board he's learned and um, everyone you hear talking about him talks a lot of good things there's not one negative person I've heard since this appointment saying I don't think he's the right man mm -hmm. He is the right man But he needs all the support he can get Yeah he is It's a great appointment And it's that kind of call there from Stevie That the SFA will hope Will pay dividends on June the 8th When we'll get actually 50,000 In the game against Cyprus And listen It's important The SFA need the revenue You know financially they need the revenue So if you can put 50,000 bums on seats for that game you know, What a boost it's going to be for Steve Clark mm -hmm. uh, And the players moving forward So yeah I think the country Shares the optimism Like I say personally Without trying to put a damper on it Realistically I don't expect us to get through the section But I do expect us to get through the playoffs Stevie having watched him do his thing in the Premiership In the last sort of season and, and a half Season and a bit what, What's impressed you most about his management? I like the way he had Kilmarnock playing As you said there in the programme Kilmarnock was well organised Listen I feel sorry for Kilmarnock having to lose him But this is the man And I'm telling you I'm quite happy to see it my friends and mates and all that. Listen, let's buy tickets and let's go for a night out. Let's go to the Scotland game. Absolute buzzing with it. I'm telling you, this is a man that's going to get bums in seats, get the revenue in, and he will take Scotland to places they have been for a long, long time. And I'm looking, really, really looking forward to it. I'm Honestly, lads. I'm loving call. Stevie's optimism yeah. Rob, It's rubbing off on me a little bit Yeah, here, yeah I'm, I'm going to get my boots out the car And see on if the I night can get myself a car of Scotland on the, on the way home I can't believe I'm like Steve Clark I can't believe I never got a car My career deserves more than that <laughs> uh, On a serious note Because that definitely wasn't serious um, <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell The Kilmarnock defender And Scotland defender Came on the, on the show last night And he spoke about The very first thing Steve Clark will do Is get as organised Hard to beat And then once you're comfortable With, with that then you know you can, can well, start to build. Yeah. I'm not. I've not been disrespectful. Commander have not got any what you would call superstars in their team. Gordon, they were a team. They were well organised under Steve Clark everywhere he went, and he worked very hard on, 
You know Making sure Every player Had no excuse Knew their job Knew their responsibility To the team What they were asked to do And went out And carried it out That's why they were successful And that's why They finished third And they're now in Europe And that's why Unfortunately for Kamarnock They've lost their manager Because he was very good at it And he'll be doing The exact same thing At Scotland Okay he's not going to have The day to day Running with the players But every time That they come To uh, report for duty I'm sure he will be getting So organised for the games Making sure everybody knows Exactly what's needed And I think he will be a success But if he gets beat with Cyprus He must go (laughs) (laughs) I think you look at The the national manager He probably realistically Only gets about 35 to 40 training sessions over the course of a year um, to work with players. But what. Uh, so I'm not expecting a, a huge improvement a lot of the players, but. Well, the you don't, you don't make a, them technically no, better in that time, but do the you? The reason you play for your national because you've you, you clearly got so. But what if I look at that Kilmarnock team again, having watched them a lot, if I look at, say, let's take, for example, his four central defenders Stuart Finlay, Kit Broadfoot, Scott Boyd, um, Alec Bruce, and. Um, they would be the central ones that yeah, he's, he's they're, used they're mostly, the yeah. There's another one that I'm missing For, Forgive me, I'm, I'm missing one But with the greatest respect Just good, honest players Not superstars But any pairing that he put together They knew what he'd do And they would handle the number nine And stuff, you know, whether it was Scott Boyd And Kit Broadfoot Look at the improvement in Stuart Finlay How he's kicked on Left-sided centre-half um, As well we, we look at Greg Taylor You look at Power and Dicker um, You look how he's just reinvigorated Chris Buck you know, who's just, you know, with the greatest respect, going nowhere at Ross County a couple of years ago and now, you know, one of the players of the season and your top 20 players, so really good, good to see. Thanks very much, Stevie, in Bishop Briggs. Ricky's in Easterhouse. What do you think of the appointment, Ricky? I think it's the best thing the SFA have done in a long, long time. But what I would say is, I hope the fans and the press don't go on this guy's back. If we don't qualify for the next tournament, I know what Mark says, it's very, very difficult to do it. I think as long as we qualify for a, a tournament fairly quickly, no, obviously not the next one, but the next one after that, and that, that's where we need to be going. And if we don't qualify for this, don't go on the guy's back. I think he's actually a very, very good man management. The way he's got the players that come on up playing, that's doing to about telling the guys how good they can be, how good they are, and getting them on the path and playing for him and playing for themselves. And I think he's very, very good at that. Yeah, I think at the moment all you would be looking for is signs that you're heading in the right direction. People, I know we are very impatient, but people do get more than one. I mean, Gordon Strachan got a couple of campaigns because yeah, after the first yeah. one, some people felt, well, do you know what? We weren't a million miles away. There were signs there. So mm. I don't think if, you know, if we get to the end of this campaign and it doesn't go right, there'll be mass calls for Stevie Clark's head. Mm. However, what you want is. It's just signs, performances, a couple of results here and there, and try and head in the right and direction. I, I think that's what you'll get, Gordon. I really do. I think the guy's got enough ability to start taking us forward, start improving us, uh, start giving us that little bit of hope that we're all uh, trying to look for. Um, you read in the papers, his staff, like Billy Tom, uh, Thompson, the, the, talking about he's as good as Walter Smith and people that he's worked under. There's a, no better compliment than things like that because he's so into detail of what's needed to win football games and organisation is a big one I mean Mark Guidi I know it's become easy to, to look at these things in the last couple of days but the number of parallels with the Kilmarnock job they're unavoidable you talk mm. about 
for a start The number of fans going to games That was his trophy to the Kilmarnock fans He took an empty rugby park He turned it into a full rugby park Can he do the same for Hamden? You talk about taking players of a certain level Asking them to punch above the weight And then even when it comes to the results So what he managed to do with Kilmarnock Was beat all the teams round about them And get those shock results against Celtic and Rangers mm-hmm. That's that's what the national team needs to do as well Beat uh-huh. the teams that you're meant to beat but pull off a couple of shocks if you can And, and also as well If you look at the, the, the main core of his team That got him results week after week All players inherited From Stephen O'Donnell To Greg Taylor To, to mm. Kit Broadfoot to, to Alan Powers To Eamon Brophies To Jordan Jones To Chris Boyd To Chris Burke That's all guys inherited So he actually just took It's only like he was lavished We won a year He brought in two or three here and there One of the best signings was probably Dan Backman, the goalie, so important. Malumbu. Really well at Malumbu. Initially, yeah. As well, he brought in two who was terrific, then got him back again and, and, and helped to, to kick them on. So that gives you encouragement as well. God, because a lot of a complaint you hear from an international manager, I don't have a chance for a window. I need to work with what I've got. Good. That gives you confidence that he's actually, it's a good thing because he'll just get the group that he's got. He won't moan about what he's not got. He will work to improve what he has got. Uh, Ricky, you heard Stevie Clark talking about already speaking to Andy Robertson. He he perhaps would be the obvious one. Who are the other guys you think he can, you know, maybe build the team around or lean on? Well, if he gets Griffiths back, if he gets Tim's back, he's got Griffiths there up front. Obviously, Scott Brown's out, so we're looking for somebody there in the centre of the midfield that can do that. Be he's generally one apart. I know Andy Robertson's the captain, but you really want somebody to control that midfield and. He'll get somebody there that he knows can do that. You know, we really need somebody in there on the on the out of a Darren Fletcher that knows how to control a a, a football game. No, the you big, know, one, the big one for me, sorry, Ricky, big one for me right away will be how he fits Tierney and Robertson. It's the same challenge exactly. for every manager at the moment. Yeah, isn't and it? he must have a plan somewhere that he's going <laughs> the, to fit the because they too must play. The thing about the moment though Is that he doesn't have to do that just now Because Kieran Tierney well, yeah, We well, think yeah, is getting his operation yeah. um, But certainly Interesting times ahead Thank you Ricky In Easterhouse We're going to hear from The man who appointed Stevie Clark And one of the players Who will surely play under him After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Mark Guidi are here So give us a call or send us a tweet To Clyde SSB Lewis McInnes is on He says Stevie Clark has a massive opportunity We have talented players down south Like John Fleck uh, SPFL players aren't tested enough I hope he looks in the right places And doesn't choose players Based on which club they play for And David Nimmo says I'd be doing everything possible To get Matt Ritchie To come back yeah, That's clearly the the next task Mark Guidi There's a squad yeah. to be announced soon can you tempt guys back who've become disinterested, or if they've become disinterested, are they worth tempting back? Uh, see that that's a deal. I think what you have to do is if, if if you're a manager, whether it's Steve approaches in quietly or they approach Steve, is you want to sit down with a guy and look him in the eye. And what he doesn't need is say for example Matt Ritchie or Robert Snodgrass or Tom Kearney, whoever you like, choose one of them. Comes back in for the Cyprus and Belgium squad, or comes back in for the double head on September. And disappears again Say no actually I'm retiring If they want to come back The message week You're back for the long haul You ain't coming back here To chuck it Too much Because that sends out All the wrong messages Oh wait a minute what, Is there something wrong again Why, why are they not going back So you need to look in the eye And say if Providing your form allows it If I pick you You must make yourself If not fine But don't lead me on 
door's open to everybody at this moment in time. If, if players have retired, then they have to unretire themselves. I won't be chasing down players who have retired. Uh, if a player has retired from international football, I respect that decision. And if they want to come back to the fold, they have to get in touch with myself or the, the, the Scottish Football Association and, and say that they want to make themselves available. The ones who have maybe pulled out a squad a little bit too easily, it, it's down to me to have that conversation with them, to, to sell my vision of what we're going to do as a national team and how we're going to approach this tournament. And hopefully we can get as many good players on board as possible because over the course of a season, and it's going to be dif different for me as well, eh, because I've, I've only ever been a club manager, but I'm going to have to try and put in place a, a club philosophy that when the players come, they feel as though they're part of a club. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised that's the way he's going to go about his business, Gordon. He's a very experienced guy. He's worked as a number two. He's, um, you know, he's worked with some terrific coaches, and he's probably learnt so much from them. He's obviously added his own bit in. He come up to Kamarnock knowing probably if he fails at Kamarnock, he's not going to another job. He's probably going to be a coach or whatever. But he would he wouldn't be an, a manager again. And I think he's openly admitted that. But it's worked so well for him. And I think he will take that into international football. Of course, it is a bit different. They're not a day-to-day -day running of a club, but I'm sure we're in safe hands now. David in Cumbernauld, what do you think? Yeah, uh, evening panel. Um, first of all, I just want to say how excited I'm about uh, Steve Clark joining the um, Scotland team. Um, I'm a Rangers fan, obviously, as you just know. Um, but I always thought whenever he faced Rangers, his tactics were really spot on. Um I think he's imbued that Kamarnock team with a spirit of um, teamwork and belief in themselves. And I think that's exactly what Scotland needs. Somebody to lift them up and say, you can do this. Because half the time when I see Scotland take the field, they have an air of defeatism about them. Now, I really do think that Steve Clark can imbue some of that special magic that he's done with Kamarnock. Yes, yeah, a fair point David makes, because the reason we're in this situation... Pretty much is because of Kazakhstan. Now yeah. I don't care what anyone says. We try and respect all. Of, you're not telling me we don't have the players to beat Kazakhstan. But when we went a goal down early on, we just looked rocked. We just looked yeah. like we just didn't have that belief to come back. Yeah, and uh, you know, Steve Clark's a, an impressive figure. He, he, he's conference today, the way he handled it, he was authoritative but respectful. But you can clearly say he ain't been messed about because mm -hmm. he knows that. As an international manager, you're only ever one double header away from losing your job, and he can't afford um, that. So he has to have people that are on board. They need to make sure they've got a clear message, which will have. They need to be there. If you think you're going to come here and mess me about, you're not. You'll be sent packing. It won't be you who will retire from the game. I'll send you packing. So there's, that's why the narrative has to change, and it has changed. Um, players who've played under him, Gordon, people have worked with him. Stevie Smith was in here last week. He says the first thing you notice. Is there's an aura When he walks into the room He sort of commands that respect early on That's quite that's quite something to have that Because not, not everyone does It's not something you can switch on and off So if that is the case You'd like to think that stands him in good stead Yeah, speaking to guys that um, has worked with him um, The one thing they always say He's not a baller in shower But he'll put his point across, Gordon And then sometimes that's a talent in addressing him Especially when you've got the players that he's going to have You know, you're, you're looking at Andy Robertson I know he's a terrific pro Two Champions League final Playing with Liverpool Earning fortunes So you've got to make sure That you convince these guys That you're correct In what you're doing mm. And how you're doing mm. it And there's a way to put it over Without shouting and bawling And Steve Clark I think Has got that 
perfect uh, David You mentioned being a Rangers fan When most of the so-called Smaller teams Take on Rangers and Celtic You always hear the same thing You hear managers saying Our season won't be defined By games against them And anything we can pick up Is a bonus Stevie Clark totally ripped that up Is that something you think He can do in the national team When we, when we face bigger sides? I'm, I'm not being disrespectful To Kermanic here But if you look at the budget They have It's obviously not money Or players Huge big players That he's brought in it's, that's again that spirit of self-belief and determination and pride in what you're doing and I think that Scotland could do far far worse than having that back in the team something that's been missing I think since James McFadden scored that goal against France Yeah again that's where you're then looking to the players James McFadden's a good example Mark of someone who Raised his club level probably when he got to international football yeah. that would be nice to have it that way around we're always worried about guys that don't perform as well for the national team uh-huh. As they do for their clubs How good would it be to stumble uh-huh. into a situation Where guys are better when they come for yeah. Scotland Than they, than they are for their club terrific. If, if a new hero uh, I mean, I've not had a hero if you like Probably since McFadden scored Was that 11-12 years ago uh, In Paris that night it, it gave us some belief But I spoke about 10 minutes ago About not having a transfer market So what we have to do Whether it be Steve Clark or any other manager we have to find or improve the current number nines that we have at our disposal. Mm. We have to do that. I still think we have to find the best central defensive partnership that we can. And I don't think we've, we've mastered that yet. We have to find a way to get Tierney and Robertson into the team. Those are three things. Goalkeeper, yeah, takes care of it. I'd love to see Alan McGregor come back in. I don't know if he will, but I would like to see that. Middle of the part, I think we're fine. Left back, obviously, we're well off. Right back, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Middle of the part, fine. Wide areas, fine. But it's just two or, three th- two or three, three things that he had to sort. And I say wee things, but they're vital things. And it'll be the difference between his qualifying mm. uh, and not qualifying. But looking at what he's done at, uh, at Kilmarnock, I've got faith that, that Steve mm. Clark can pull it off. Uh, David, hang on the line because I'll get your thoughts on this. Callum McGregor's confident that Stevie Clark is the right man, the Celtic midfielder. Well, you would imagine we'll be in that squad for the Euro qualifying double header against Cyprus and Belgium. Uh, McGregor agrees with the new national boss. He doesn't want to see players calling off. His record at Kamana since he's come up to Scotland has been has been absolutely brilliant and you know a a real good appointment for you know the Scottish people and the Scottish players. So everyone's happy. You know that organisation that he's, he's certainly brought to Kamana. You know they're, they're very hard to beat, and I think you know that's. Hopefully the way that Scotland will, will be, um, you know, in the future, and you know we're looking forward to that. You know, I think his record down south was was excellent as well. So you know, um, everything positive, and you know, everything to look forward to. I think this is a you know the biggest two games. Obviously, we you know one win, one defeat to start. Um, then you know we're under a bit of pressure straight away in the group, and you know we need to try and pick up some points. So. Um, as I say, we're looking forward to it and, and hopefully we'll come the two games then we'll have some points on the board. It's a big time for the nation and you know we're desperate to qualify. So, you know, we need everyone, we need all the, the, the best players fit and, and on the pitch at the time. So, you know, hopefully if the gaffers, you know, that's his message and you know the players will back that as well. You know, everyone's desperate to play for the country and, you know, get to that major tournament. Uh, David, are there any players that perhaps aren't involved at the moment that you think could come in and do a job or, or anyone that's that's fallen out recently that, that you think could do a job or is it going to be very much the group that we've been used to? Well, I think Steve Clark's own comment about uh, retired players might be showing some ideas that he has. I think especially Alan McGregor would be my first uh, 
thought that would cross my mind when I talk about retired players. But there's players that have dropped in and out that have been, uh, what would the word be, not like too over-enthusiastic about trying to get into the Scotland team. But I think when, as I've said, if you bring that air of we can do something into this team, then that those selections will take care of themselves. But the question is whether you want those people who are iffy about joining the team joining your team where they haven't shown that loyalty beforehand I mean Gordon that area of the pitch that Callum McGregor and let's be honest unless he gets injured he'll be he'll be in mm-hmm. the squad Ryan Christie won't this time um, but alongside him you're looking at John McGinn you're looking at Scott McTominay mm-hmm. you're looking at uh, Fleck and McLean who've just been promoted to the English mm-hmm. Premier League could James MacArthur be one that would that would be tempted back Either way, that, that that's quite a lot of options. That, that's the interesting part about this. I think a lot of players, uh, as as well as the supporters, Gordon, are delighted with Stevie Clark's appointment. Uh, the ones that obviously have never played under him will know all about him because you know what, like it is in football, everybody talks about the manager, the coaches, the way people go about their business. So they'll hear a lot of positive stuff coming from you know command up players that have played, especially over the last two seasons. And you just wonder the ones that have put their cell into retirement are sitting there thinking, mm. I fancy this, I really do. And it's up to them to go to Stevie Clark because I like the fact that he went, I am not chasing them. They have to want to come and play for a country. Years ago, Gordon, it was the biggest thrill you could ever have if you get picked to play for your country. Nowadays, players, because of the schedules, I'll, I'll give them an excuse in that, the amount of money that they earn, sometimes they just don't fancy it. And it'll be interesting to see now The way forward How Stevie Clark handles this And it's not going to be easy Mark Because the, the first test of that Is only a couple of weeks away Andy Robertson will play In the Champions League final The night before the team meets up Yeah For that So he's, he's going to be You know Require a bit longer of a break mm-hmm. The Celtic players still aren't finished They've got the Scottish Cup final to come mm-hmm. um, English players who Probably booked their holidays or, or went on holiday Before Stevie Clark took over So this, yeah. this one there, there, There's no real time to to be putting the feelers out Something has to happen now No, Another thing as well That we're, that we're up against Again this double header If because we've not had a manager Now I don't know Maybe there's something going on Behind this But you know Privately But to the best of my knowledge There's no get together in place Now you compare that To say Northern Ireland Mike O'Neill's got his players At a training camp in Manchester Just now For the ones that have finished In the English Championship The ones that have not been involved Just to give them a tick over mm-hmm. For three or four days So unless there's maybe something That Malky McKay or Scott Gale I don't think there is so again, you think oh, that's difficult. That that adds to the challenge that, that you're already facing when you've not got something. You know, I'm sure ideally Steve Clark, they love to have done his presser today and tomorrow morning, whether it's through at the Orium or whatever, had you know even eight, nine, ten players together just to get a wee a wee bit of stuff going. Um, but anyway, he's not. In fact, Mike O'Neill there flashed up on the telly. So um, that's something I've not got in favour. Yeah, do I see James MacArthur? Um, Matt Ritchie and Alan McGregor coming back for the double header next month. No, I don't. I think it'll be pretty much what we had in Kazakhstan and um, and San Marino, and then taking it from there. Well, here's the man who hired them, uh, Scottish FA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell's confident they've got the appointment right. Um, here's what he had to say earlier this afternoon. I think he brings a huge amount of coaching experience. He's worked at top clubs. He's worked with an incredible list of players. There was a, something posted online last night that talked about a few of the players that he's worked for at Liverpool, Chelsea, Aston Villa. You know, top, top players. He's going to have to call on that experience because we have a range of 
players within our squad. Obviously, we've got Andy Robertson, who's playing in a Champions League final very, very shortly. And we've got other players who aren't quite at that level. And it's about the coach being able to manage all of them equally, which I'm absolutely sure he'll be, he'll be able to do. He's record at Kilmarnock and also his time at West Brom. You know, he took a team that aren't eighth best in terms of resource in the Premiership in England and got them to finish eighth. And he's taken a team at Kilmarnock that aren't third best in terms of resource in Scotland and got them to finish in third position. And I think when you relate that to the challenges you face at international level, we are not the best resource in terms of some of the teams that we'll play. But he has a track record of his teams finding a way to win matches. And that's going to be hugely important. Going to take more of your calls very soon But here's something important for you To bear in mind ahead of the weekend Finish the season with a win On Clyde One Super Scoreboards With Ladbrokes Download the app and have a bookie in your back pocket Please gamble responsibly What a prize we have for you on Saturday's Super Scoreboard We're teaming up with the official SPFL sponsors Ladbrokes.com to make you a winner So make sure you're listening in Scottish Cup final day Because if you are You'll have the chance to win hospitality for four people at an old firm game of your choice next season. Not easy to come by, a fantastic prize. So make sure you're listening on Saturday. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with ladbrokes.com. Your calls coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Mark Guidi are here We've been discussing Stevie Clark And lots of opinions coming in on Twitter at Clyde SSB Aidan Kent says For me, the key to fixing the centre-half problem Is to call up Liam Lindsay from Barnsley He's done really well down there Has youth on his side Don't know why he's never made a squad And Jack Henry has And uh, Willie Hollaby See what he's, he's done there This one's right up your street, Gordon uh, No, 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 no No McGregor, MacArthur, Fletcher Their reasons can't have changed Just because of the new manager It's like learning your estranged wife That's where you come in yeah. uh, Had won the lottery And it's all Oh, maybe we can work things out Can we try again? No chance Keep them out, he says oh, If my wife wins a lottery We will be trying again Let me tell you <laughs> She doesn't know it yet But we will be trying again 01419511 On that note 1025 Let's speak to Paul and Crookston Paul wants to bring us back To the domestic stuff What's on your mind Paul? Hi Gordon Hi uh, Gordon and Mark Hi Paul Hi Paul. Um, Well just before I make my two points Just about Stevie Clark as well Great, great appointment um, But just a wee bit of reality I think a lot of work Needs to be done in the background I think the, the Scottish structure The committees and things like that it's always a sticking point and you know, I've seen people like Ian Maxwell maybe coming across that type of stuff as well did a great job with Partick Thistle but again whatever's happening in Hamden Park there's something about the structures in there so I'm keeping my no, I think it's a great appointment I want to be as optimistic as Stevie uh, your first caller but um, i just holding back just to see what happens with the structure of Scottish football but anyway I'll go to my two points the first one was the domestic football um, I'm hearing a lot of punters and uh, pundits even talking about um, uh, Neil Lennon about potentially getting the, the permanent job and whatever. I just don't know if anyone else made the same point, but uh, no, statistically speaking, when you look at Lennon, uh, he's won four four titles. Two of those Rangers weren't in the league, um, but there's two that Rangers were in the league. People forget they got you no know, ten points deducted, so that is an advantage. And he came in with Brendan Rodgers, and fair enough, though he's taken the club and it could have went either way, but. He did start with an eight-point advantage as well, so he hasn't actually won the league on an even playing field with Rangers, so I'm quite looking forward to seeing what, if that's going to be the manager next year, both sitting at zero points and, and seeing how he handles the pressure, to be honest. But just see what you think of that. 
Another one was Let's do that first then Paul I'll let you back in I mean Paul I guess It would be accurate And stuff he's saying But I guess then From Neil Lennon's perspective He can't help that I mean he can only just do What's in front of you Bottom line is He's a good manager Knows his football Look what he achieved At, at Hibs He knows his stuff He knows a player He can get teams To win things He has won things Won things as a player He can't help The circumstances It's not his fault What happened to Rangers It's not so he can only win. So what's he going to do? Oh, well, I don't want to win it because Rangers are only here. It's not his fault. So you know, I think when you're doing that, that that kind of call from Paul, you're, you're clutching at straws and you're trying to put a man down for for reasons for me that are not really valid um, and unfair. Whether Neil Lennon's a Celtic manager next season or not, we don't know. I'm sure we'll find out one way or another on Monday morning because I think the Celtic board either must confirm him or release him. Uh, that's not to say that they'll have a new manager ready to step in on Monday afternoon, but one way or another. They have to inform, first of all, Neil Lennon and then the, the supporters um, what's happening. But the, the basic points that Paul's saying there, uh, I wouldn't question Neil Lennon's managerial ability because of what happened to Rangers. He still has to manage. And if you ask anybody, Gordon Dale's been involved in senior football for more than 30 years. I think people that try to go down the road of, ah, there was no Rangers and it was only Aberdeen and it doesn't really count and it doesn't mean as much as what it was. Not easy to win games of football, never mind titles. Just ask Stephen Gerrard and the Rangers players this season how difficult it is to go and win a title. You know, ask the Celtic team that were up against Walter Smith's team 25 years ago how difficult it is to go and win a title. Ask Gordon. So all these kind of things, I think, are, are very, very ignorant and very misguided. Uh, Paul, what was your second point? Was that about a Rangers point you had? Yes, the second point, and, and fair enough, I take what Mark's saying there, but I, I definitely think, I mean, you, you talked there about Hibs, uh, see when the pressure's on, I, I've seen it, well, you've, you've seen it as well, it, it, it can lose, it can, it can lose it, with, with, with regards to some of the statements it comes out with, so... Well, never mind statements, statements are not about football games, where, where has he lost it on the part, because from, from memory, Hibs this season, he had a couple of good results against Rangers, so where, where has he lost it, Paul, when did he lose it? Well, we started to lose it with, no... Coming out with conferences and things like that. Oh, but, but that, that's not what I'm talking about. That's, that's no, we're, we're talking about games of football where where it counts whether you pick up one point, three points, or zero points. Where did they start to lose it as a have man uh, in the Hibs manager in terms of the Rangers games? Well, I've seen it. I've definitely seen it come across in the sense of when the pressure's getting on. But anyway, we'll, we'll, but, 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 we'll back it up then. When 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 did they start to lose it when the pressure was on? Well, I can't remember the specific games, but there I mean, you are then. Okay, that, an, that answers the well, question. Well, Thanks, Paul. Of, no, it does. That answers the question. It's not about press conference, it's about results. It's not. Right, we're in danger of going round in circles mm-hmm. a little bit. Paul, what was the, the point you had to make about the yeah, football? Second point, anyway, and I respect what Mark's opinion is, I get all that. So, second point is that hearing people talking about comparisons about, you no, know, Gerard didn't win anything, for instance, no, does that mean it's a failure? But what about Liverpool? They could have had one of the best seasons ever and don't win against Tottenham walk out with nothing so how does Joaquin Klopp get, get compared with that what do you think of that I mean I, I, mean, I get the, the, the general yeah, point but, yeah. but making a Champions League final is mm. well, it's making a Champions League final isn't it it's hard to draw a comparison to that well you've got to say that Liverpool have had a successful season it was the most points ever they've had and they were unlucky because Manchester City are just Manchester City mm-hmm. but they're in the Champions League final uh, and I'm sure every Liverpool fan will be delighted with uh, Klopp. Um, as you look at the Rangers fans just now, Gordon, it's a different ball game. That, you know, up here it's Celtic and Rangers, really. It's between the, those two. 
down south, you've got Liverpool, you've got Arsenal, you've got Manchester United, you've got Chelsea, all big, big clubs, all with bags and bags of money. So I think that uh, the Rangers fans will see this as being a successful season under Steven Gerrard because it's his first season in charge. There's a big turnaround. The European campaign at the beginning was good. Everybody enjoyed that. Uh, They finished the season on a high until they went to Rugby Park uh, the weekend there. Uh, They'll be disappointed with that, but they'll be looking forward to the summer with some new additions coming in to see if they can challenge them. But I've always said, if you're Rangers nowadays and Celtic, it's all about winning silverware. So, so see on that to... point, you're not mm-hmm. contradicting yourself. We had a caller last Wednesday about this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been a really good, solid season where there's been clear improvements and Rangers are heading in the right direction. And I think they will absolutely challenge for the title next year and may well win it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I don't think for a club like Rangers... You can say it's been a successful season when you haven't won anything, does? I no. think I think to to use the word successful for me is to say, well, well wait a minute, of the standard lowered the expectations low because yeah, if you I won think, something, I think it's been yeah. successful. Europe Europe was a success in terms of getting there and the revenue and the, the qualifiers and stuff like that. But in terms of domestically, I think it's been a good, solid season, definitely heading in the right direction. But I don't think it's been successful. But what, what I said, Mark, was the Rangers supporters would look at this as being a successful season under Stephen Gerrard just now because of the way things are going forward. You're right. I think that Rangers have got to win. With the money they spend and the players that they've got and, you know, Everybody at Ibrox, Rangers supporters and even Steven Gerrard second is no good. We've heard all these lines before. He has got to win silverware next year. He has got to get a bit of silverware because he never made it to a final. Yes, they've finished second in the league, but the Rangers fans are happy with what they've been seeing and they're looking forward to a new season. But it's got to kick on again or he becomes under pressure. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, no, I'll take on those points. I think... No, it's just what Mark's saying about success. How do you measure success? It's hard, but I mean, obviously with trophies. But no, Gordon touched on it. Man, Man City. I mean, it's been incredible. I mean, any other year, Liverpool would have won that league. Um, but I guess I'm, that's what I'm looking at when I'm looking at Rangers. I think you know, where we were last year, and I think where we've been the last you know, since 2012. Uh, I rate it's a successful season. The sense of as a, a bit more. I think. Harmony in the dress, well, in the dressing room between players. I think not as much boardroom stories coming out and getting leaked out and whatnot. And but again, it's going to come down to next year. There has to be a trophy. Um, I would, I would, I would trade everything in. I'd get knocked out of all the cups first round if I could, and just go for the league. That's that's mm. the priority. Is the league. Mm. Let's, hear, let's hear a bit from Ryan Jack on that He's convinced Rangers can challenge for Leeds and Cups next season He's also targeting a quick start and another run in Europe It's been a good season but as, I, as you say it's disappointing There's no trophies because that demand's there From the supporters, from everyone at the club, from the staff And as players we're not managed to get a trophy this year It's been disappointing that um, front but I do think we've come a long way Given the past few weeks are you convinced that the the club can sort of challenge for the title and win trophies next season? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's 12 months on. We've, as a staff and as a group of players, we've worked together and we know how each other works now um, fully and I'm sure there'll be changes in the summer again, players-wise and whatnot. But like next season, it's just about getting focused, coming back this season. Um, the European games um, come thick and fast, so it's important we come back and we're ready to go straight away. There's no time to come back and try and get up to speed. You've got to be up to speed quickly and... As we noticed this year, you play good opposition straight away, so um, there's no time for complacency. We need to come back fit and ready, and we, we hopefully we get a good European one here. 
Thank you very much to Paul in Crookston. I think it takes us up to time for this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the pundit time and a wee bonus for you on tonight's Beat the Pundit as well. Just for getting through, you don't even need to get any questions right. Just for getting through, we're going to give you a pair of tickets to Saturday's Guinness Pro 14 Rugby Final at Celtic Park. Now there's local interest as well because the Glasgow Warriors are in it. They're up against Leinster. The Warriors going for their first title since 2015 and you could be there cheering them on thanks to Guinness Pro 14 Rugby. All you have to do is get on to Beat the Pundit. 0141 951 1025. You only have until the news at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Mark Guidi are here. Give us a call or send us a tweet. We kicked off by hearing from Stevie Clark. It's the first time we've heard from him as Scotland manager. We then went on to Rangers and heard from Ryan Jack. We're going to hear from Paul McStay, Celtic legend. You don't hear from him too often. Well, he's been speaking to the media today, looking ahead to the Scottish Cup final, and we'll bring you that after we do this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. I think it's end of season generosity. We are giving away all sorts on the show this week, trying to be as generous as we can. And just for getting through to play Beat the Pundit tonight, James in Hamilton can be off to the Guinness Pro 14 rugby final between Glasgow Warriors and Leinster at Celtic Park on Saturday. Either that, James, or you'll be very popular as you give them to someone for a gift. Sound good? No, I'll be going. <laughs> Definitely be going. Good stuff, James. Well, hope you enjoy it. All you have to do now is play Beat the Pundit. You don't even need to get any right. The pressure's off. You've won the tickets. And I'm going to toss the coin. Heads, you're up against Thanks, Gordon. Uh, Mark Weedy if it's heads. And Gordon DL if it's tails. And it's tails. Gordon DL up against James from Hamilton. Let me give Gordon some uh, Clyde 2 in his ear. He's giving me the thumbs up. That means he can't hear us, James. It's just you and I. You've got 30 seconds. Head to head. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Ready, Gordon. Which Hamilton midfielder is retiring to coach the Aki's youth team? Dougie Emery Name either of the goal scorers for Celtic in the Scottish Cup final last season Tom Rogic Which airline has been announced as official air partner of the Scotland women's team Ryanair Name either of the two English teams Kirk Broadfoot's played for Blackpool Who won the Scottish Championship in 2016 Pass What area of Edinburgh do Hearts play in uh, okay, let's bring Gordon back Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you right, now. Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Yep Which Hamilton Aki's players Retiring to coach The Aki's youth team? Doug Emery Name either of the goal scorers For Celtic In the Scottish Cup final Last season Rogic Which airline has been announced As the official air partner Of the Scotland women's team? British Airways Name either of the two English teams Kirk Broadfoot has played for Sunderland who won the Scottish Championship in 2016? Um, Pass. What area of Edinburgh do Hearts play in? Uh, Gorgie. Mm. What do you think, James? Uh, could be close. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Let's go through them and find out uh, which Hamilton midfielder is retiring to coach the Aki's under 18s. It is Dougie Emery. You both got it. One all. 
Uh, name either of the goal scorers for Celtic. You both went for Tom Rogic. That was the year before. Mm-hmm. McGregor and Cham. See, oh. I know what's happened. You've tried to erase it because it was against your beloved mother. Yeah. That's what's happened. You've tried no, to erase it, it from it your wrong. memory. Uh, <laughs> you were at the game, James. Uh, well, that's even so, was that. so was he. So was that. There we go. Uh, it was McGregor and Cham. So still 1 0. Which airline's been announced as official air partner of the women's national team? It's Logan Air. Uh, so still one all name Either of the two English teams Kirk Broadfoot has played for Gordon said Sunderland James said Blackpool You had the choice oh, between Blackpool <laughs> You had the choice between Rotherham or Blackpool So James goes 2-1 in front Who won the Scottish Championship in 2016? Oh, it was Rangers Oh my god <laughs> Great question Great question which means it all comes down to the last question What area of Edinburgh the Hearts play in It is Gorgie Gordon You got it But so did James no, And he no wins way. it 3-2 For Producer Andy's going to need to give me the stats You have been hemorrhaging signed balls no, no, recently No I, I won Thursday I won on Thursday yeah, I, I mean I'm talking bigger picture here yeah. You've been having an absolute mare One win in four for you at the moment that's anyway, lucky <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Sounds so sincere, James. James, you've won the sign ball. You've won the tickets to the rugby. You've absolutely cleaned us out. Well done. Thank you very much, Gordon. Well, well done, done, James. James. Enjoy. Well done. Good Brilliant. man. Yep. Well hopefully, James, two wins in six as well. If you want to go bigger picture, is that my record? Yeah, two in, two in the last six. Well done, James and Hamilton. He's off to the Guinness Pro 14 Rugby Final between Glasgow Warriors and Leinster on Saturday. If you want to get tickets to cheer on the Warriors, pro14rugby.org. But don't worry, we're giving them away on Beat the Pundit all this week. Anything to, anything to say? Honestly, two wins. Out of six, actually, what that like? Who's that? Who's that? Bothered? <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, he is bothered. He's oh, definitely oh, bothered. Is he? Is oh, absolutely. I was, I was in great form up until the last month. <laughs> until the last, last six. season? No, the last six. I've been. I don't know what's happened. I really don't. I think I've just need Fatigued. to go back to the. Uh, yeah, yeah, long I season. I, I've got one more international right. break and all that right. stuff. Maybe Thur- if you asked them golf questions, he might do better. Thursday night, Gordon. I've got one more go at it. Me in the mushroom, but I fancy myself. Is this you saying you you want to volunteer to play? Or I'll, I'll play no problem. If any balls left. I'm not sure we do <laughs> better make, You better get Mark, better get to, Mark play. to play Yeah I, I think he's done, absolutely done you On the head to heads this season But we'll find out uh, Let's hear from Paul McStay He's been in town We don't hear from him uh, Too often It's a big week for Celtic And uh, he was been speaking At Hamden today The legend believes The treble treble Is theirs to lose They take on Hearts at Hamden In the Scottish Cup final McStay made 677 appearances For the club So he clearly uh, Knows his stuff He says it'll also strengthen Neil Lennon's cause Looking at William Hill And the odds I'm, I'm sure they'll have it That Celtic are the favourites And quite rightly so But Hearts It's a one-off game And anything can happen And Craig will have his players Certainly ready for the match And uh, they'll have a great support here as well You've got a great squad there Plenty of technique Great players But I think the big biggest thing they've got is the mental strength to achieve that over eight years and over the last couple of seasons the, 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 the double treble uh, and then nearly going for this third one as well I think it's all about mental strength and it shows you the, the group of players the group of players have the technique but they've also got that uh, will to win in mental strength as well. I think Neil's come in in very difficult circumstances and not taking the team over the line with the league and hopefully he gets that treble treble and that on top of what he's achieved before when he was at the club uh, managing the titles he won I think he's got a great CV and he's in a great position now Yeah it was, it was great I was with uh, Paul this morning the thing just a first class guy I mean what a player Gordon, mm. you, you, you'll know remember him Daz would have played against him but 
Certainly one of my uh, footballing heroes for sure, Paul McStay. Just outstanding. And as you say, it's not often he's in town, so he's here. He's, he's, uh, his boy Christopher just won the promotion there with, with Clyde. And ironically, uh, Dad's playing in the same midfield as Peter Grant's son. So you've got McStay and Grant playing for, for Clyde under Danny Lennon and both doing uh, really well. But anyway, yeah, he, he, speaking today about the cup final, we clearly fancy Celtic. Uh, he's right about Neil Lennon's um, credentials and stuff, but... I've not really spoken about the cup final tonight because we know about the, the good stuff about Scotland and Stevie Clark, but um, I do fancy Celtic to win. But it's the old cliche, it is a cup final, Gordon, and anything could go in Hearts' favour. And I think Celtic, I don't know about you, Daz, but I think Celtic, the players, will, I think a wee bit of anxiety mm-hmm. just because exactly what's at, what's at stake and um, it'll be a hell of an occasion. Yeah, looking forward to it. First and foremost, uh, Mark's right, Paul McStay, a fantastic football player, got to say. Played against Paul a few times. Real gentleman as a guy as well. Um, and it was great to see him at Celtic Park at the weekend there, walking out with that trophy. Um, a total legend. But um, Mark's, if Hearts have any chance, Gordon, at the weekend, any chance whatsoever, and I don't fancy them, they've got to get the first goal. Because if Celtic get it, I think Celtic will cruise to the treble 01419511025 we are building up to the Scottish Cup final as well we're still talking uh, domestic football um, I know we heard from Stevie Clark but let's move on to some of the domestic stuff so give us a call let us know what's on your mind uh, Hearts have confirmed today Ollie Lee will miss the mm-hmm. final uh, Peter Haring has declared himself fit now in the next couple of days We'll find out a bit more about Celtic. We'll find out about Kieran Tierney. We'll find out about James Forrest, um, Odson Edward, I guess Scott as well. Brown. So, a, a few a few questions to be answered yet. But I, I, I think, regardless, as you say, Celtic, I mean, do go in as favourites. That the bookies tell you that. Um, but it will be interesting to see who makes it on on both sides. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Ollie Lee confirmed out big blow for Hearts. You know, I think he's a big game player um, for them. I think he could help them make, make a difference. Peter Herring coming back if he's fit again. You know, a real. Asset defending and attacking set pieces in both boxes So that's a real plus point for Hearts They'll need somebody like him if to, to have any chance And you're right for Celtic Still a lot of questions to be asked You know I think the most important one for me is Will the captain be fit? Um, and you know he, uh, he might not be He might be But certainly um, if Scott Brown's not available on, on, on Saturday uh, For Celtic Then uh, you know, that's a massive massive blow and, and a real a real plus point for Hearts I mean you get the impression Gordon That James Forrest was being wrapped in cotton wool and mm. Kieran Tierney the same. So we've always had the impression that they'll be absolutely fine. Whether that, whether that's right or not, it might have been a false impression, but I think most would would agree on that. Yeah, I think I think both will be fine, Gordon. The, the big worry would probably how how long they'll get out of Tierney because they pushed him for the Aberdeen game up at Petardry, and you could see after half time, obviously with the fact that they were just sitting about or whatever was happening in the dressing room. The stoppage of play for that 15 20 minutes, he came out and he just looked so uncomfortable. The boy looked in a bit of agony, eventually gets subbed. But for this final, and he'll be wanting to play, players will, will have just, you know, if you've got a little niggle, you'll go out there and you'll play because it's, it's what, what an occasion it's going to be. And they're going for another treble as well. So everybody will try and declare their itself fit. But Mark's right. I, I think in a game of stature, I think Scott Brown, the leader of the team, uh, really, you know, it'd be a big blow for Celtic if he wasn't fit. John's a Celtic fan on the line. What's on your mind tonight, John? Hi, guys, Gordon, Martin, Gordon. Hey, no, I've, I was saying to Gordon earlier on there, Mark, uh, would you call it? I think it's a greater point for Scotland, mate, point Stevie Clark, but I think they've missed a trick, Celtic, if they, if they don't 
if they go for Davy Moyes, because I think Steve Clark's been a great fit for Celtic. Just want to know what you think. Uh, well, Mark, what do you make of that? Uh, John thought that, that Stevie Clark would have been a great fit for Celtic. He's, he's wondering about the possibility of, of David Moyes. Yeah, I, mean, I think, uh, I have to say, I think Neil Lennon's in the driving seat for the job. I don't think, I have to say, I don't think anything's been decided by the Celtic board yet. I still think they've got a lot of things to, to weigh up after Saturday's game. If David Moyes is in the running, and I think he should be, I think that Celtic is a football club, they, they have to sit down with three or four people, including Neil Lennon, and just see exactly what's out there, what kind of feeling there is. I've also said as well that it's not just about Celtic offering it to Neil Lennon and he'll accept it, or anybody under the circumstances, as Stirling Petrov said um, as well uh, today, it's actually yeah. about the, the right fit for them too. You know, it's about, is it right for Neil Lennon? Are the circumstances right? Is the package right? Etc, 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 the budget. Um, but look, if it's not to be Neil Lennon, it can't be Steve Clark. He's taken his job, so that ship's gone. But I think Steve Clark would have been a contender. But if it's David Moyes who's involved, then for me, David Moyes is an absolutely outstanding football manager um, who could come and do the Celtic job with absolutely no problem at all. But I do think Neil Lennon's in the driving seat. John, on you go. I, I, by the way, don't be wrong, Mark. I, I think David Moyes is a brilliant manager, right? and personally, I think he, he got a raw deal at Man United. And I don't think Sir Alex Ferguson called the sell and go. They still backed him up a wee bit, but I know he off, but he, it was him that hanged him for the job. But I think, to me, he's, he's a bit of a negative manager. I know, I mean, that's how I, I just don't, I wouldn't like him there. But can well, I make Jim, another point? So, just on that, do you, do you remember his Everton? I know we're going back, but when he was in his, at his best, do you remember his Everton teams? Coleman and Baines and Pienaar and other, so I have to say, James, John, he's not a, um, John. He's not a negative manager, John. He's not a negative manager. Aye. Can I come back in a minute here? Go for it. Aye. Where, where do you think Martin Gordon about the wee boy, a wee Karamoko? I think that boy's mm. going to be something else. Yeah, I've got to say, um, delighted to see he got, he got an opportunity at the weekend. Right time for him. Um, it was a boring first 45 minutes And then the young kid comes on at half time And lights up the game Some of his touches And what I liked about him And I was watching him uh, as, as obviously in, in the studio Gordon. What I liked about him Every time he got it He didn't try to impress too much It was nice and simple He looks like he's got fantastic control Great with running with the ball Even when he got fouled Bounced right back up Kept control of the ball I think the Celtic fans were delighted to see him The big question a lot of people are asking now is Because of his performance in the second half against Hearts Are there a place in the bench for him? Come the weekend Now I think that'll all decide on injuries But I think if Celtic have got a a fit squad I can't see him making the, the bench for the cup final Guys, I can't believe you didn't get any cap for Scotland by you're the right, way mate. I'm, I'm, I'm devastated <laughs> I'm absolutely I think you're kidding people on mate no I didn't no, I, I can't believe it John I, I can't believe the managers that was uh, Scotland managers didn't even pick me when, <laughs> when I was in good form at the time Mark on Karamoko Dembele I keep hearing and, and rightly so you keep hearing people saying don't get carried away what's the point he's only 16 you don't want to overhype him and so on and so forth I'm interested to as what that looks like and, and practically how you do that I mean Celtic as a club They put on their official Twitter feed a, a, a tweet yesterday saying Go behind the scenes And watch Dembele's best moments As he makes his debut at 16 years old So yeah. Um, yeah, on, on one hand Yeah you can acknowledge that you're meant to Play it down But in, in this social media age it, I don't feel as if that's happening either No I, I don't think you can And I, I wasn't at the game um, On Sundays I was listening to Dad I spoke to couple of Celtic supporters at the, at the football writers down on Sunday who were there and said one thing and Daz you must have felt it to see them as well 
He lit the place up yeah. He brought an atmosphere to play And that is so important You might need that at Hamden Hamden can be a very flat stadium So you might need that And you know I mean okay yeah, He is 16 But see if you to say Gordon oh, he's, he's, he's 21 Listen he's, he's clearly got the mentality And ability of uh, To handle uh, situations So uh, I think if you believe he's got the ability to do well for you on Saturday you put him in I don't think it matters that he's 16 because he showed there in 45 minutes he can handle it I don't think there's any chance that he'll start the game but I, I would be very very tempted to put him on the bench Is there ever a, ever a point where because Mark spoke earlier about a potential anxiety from Celtic because there's just so much riding on it but again they've also been they've been over the course in these games so many times does there ever become a point where the the pressure mounts Or are they just used to Handling it now um, I, I think the pressure Will mount Because of uh, What's at stake Gordon uh, But I think Like up at Aberdeen When they were under A cosh a little bit The minute They got the first goal There was only Going to be one winner And Celtic Just It seemed to relax them They started playing Their, their brand of football And they ran out Comfortable winners Against Aberdeen On the day to bonus. And I think it'll be The same in the cup final of course they're going to be nerds You're so close to getting another treble They obviously want to get to that um, And the first goal is going to be so, so important in this game And I do think if Celtic do get it I think that will relax them again And I think they've got better players They're the champions And I think they'll win it Bit of breaking football news for you tonight um, And I'm more interested in the name than the player Sorry for bringing the tone of the showdown But Motherwell Gordon So you could get this in the back of your shirt I've confirmed mm. their fourth summer signing Danish it? international midfielder Mark is an old newspaper man mm-hmm. How's this for a headline? Go for it Dream Casper <laughs> Sloth You'd <laughs> have some fun with that wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. It's all there. Anyway there we go Some breaking news for you Motherwell have signed Danish international midfielder Casper Sloth Right before we take more of your calls I want to tell you about this Because Gordon uh, Myself and Mark Wilson Had a lot of fun with this Last Thursday didn't we? Oh, you know what I'm going to say? Yeah is yeah. it the goal celebration? Well, listen, thanks to Keystore, who, by the way, they're trying to support community football teams across Scotland. You know that's something we uh, feel quite passionately about. So, in order to win funding for your team, they're asking you to send videos of your best goal celebrations. If you want the details, go to Clyde1.com slash score with Keystore. We did it ourselves, Gordon, myself, uh, and Mark Wilson. We went up to goals just up the road uh, to recreate some well known. Oh, hold on. Try and recreate some well-known goal celebrations Now all you have to do Is go onto our Twitter feed right now At Clyde SSB Tell us whose goal Celebration has been recreated And if you get it right You'll win yourself a key store hamper Worth 250 quid Imagine all the stuff you can eat Enjoy the Scottish Cup final this weekend If you know who it is Call us right now 01419511025 You must be over 18 01419511025 You only have until the end of the break Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Gordon DL are here. We're going to get them a full time teaser up and running. We're going to hear from Oren Kearney. Huge, massive playoff games coming up this weekend. So we'll hear from the St Mirren boss. But before we do that, before the break, I told you to go and check out our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Look at the video of Mark Wilson trying to recreate a famous goal celebration. Come on here. Tell us who it was and you win yourself a £250 hamper full of snacks and drinks from Keystore. Busy old phone lines. William in Newlands was first through. William, who do you think it was? Uh, it was Henrik Larson. It was Henrik Larson. Well done, William. Did it take you a couple of views or did you get it straight away? 
Straight away. Straight away. He was, by the way, Mark. Mark he clearly practiced that, that in yeah. his bedroom when he was young, hadn't he? Yeah, he'd been the, the, the old, uh, yeah. yeah. He was too good at it, wasn't he? Hey, right, listen. Keep watching. There's some crackers coming up. There are some crackers coming up for the rest of the week. A couple in particular from Gordon <laughs> DL, which I cannot get out of my head because they were ridiculous, as you can imagine. But anyway, William, the two hundred and fifty pound key store hamper is yours. Uh, enjoy yourself. Don't eat it all at once. Excellent, thanks very much Good man, thank you very much That was William in Newlands Thank you to Keystore We've got another chance for you To win the hamper On tomorrow night's show It was good fun Doing the celebrations, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant I've got to say I was sore for about three days after it All that twisting and turning and I want to give away more About the, the some of the celebrations But you're just going to have to Wait and watch them As the days progress One in particular was brilliant To see Gordon DL have to suffer Anyway <laughs> I knew Casper Sloth Would get a good reaction Aye, on Twitter Barry's saying We swear he were Great name Greg Marshall making the obvious Is he fast? That's just going to be the one That everybody's looking for He's a guy mm. like sloth I hope he's a flying machine And uh, he, he breaks the mould So well, that was Motherwell's new signing Let's get the teaser Up and running You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Michael in Nairn Has sent this one to us uh, Now in the last 11 World Cups Seven men Have been named In the all-star team Of the tournament And have played for or managed a Scottish team Can you name them? Here's the question You can play along with us In the last 11 World Cups Seven men have been named In the all-star team of the tournament And have played for Or managed a Scottish team If you've got a question Send it in to us at Fulltime at Clyde1.com We'd love to use it We'd love to have your questions Fulltime at Clyde1.com Any that spring to mind Is Stephen Gerrard one? No No? No I thought he'd have been right up there Well he's not Sure. Positive Kenny Dalglish No Soonis No um, no, It's not as easy as I first thought Well let, let's be honest As good as these guys were The chances of a Scotland player yeah, Making yeah, it to the yeah. team of the tournament Right yeah. okay, okay. So, Yeah yeah that's fair well, that's, that's fair that's, Oh that's, is, Did you say Managed a Scottish club Bertie Volk I can't believe he's got my trick He's got the trick one already great, I cannot so believe well it done. That just shows the way your mind works You ignore all the obvious ones And you go for the out the box one I said a Scottish team I was trying to be uh, Michael was trying to be a bit sneaky With the question Bertie Volts is one mm-hmm. now, he Actually he got in the team of the tournament twice I ah, good player Bertie mm-hmm. Any no, more? I would... played against him basically Terry Butcher? Nope Come on, Mark, you're bringing nothing to the oh. party. Janino? I, I prefer Roger. <laughs> well, so do I. He probably, <laughs> he probably have them all by now. Okay. Well, that's a tile, by the way. That's, I know. You, you do know what? This was easy, nah, I mean, you hear the names, though, honestly. I know, it's just trying to... Okay, leave it there. You can help us at Clyde SSB. In the last 11 World Cups, seven men have made it to the all-star team of the tournament and played for or managed a Scottish team at some point in their career. Bertie Volks was the wee trick one. He was the Scotland manager, so... There so that would be I take it Bertie's The farthest back then Oh yes Yeah yep. yeah. So we'll leave Oh it. John Barnes No, no we'll, we'll, leave it, we'll leave it there Jim is a, a Rangers fan From Kilmarnock What's on your mind tonight Jim? Hi guys um, I was over at the the game On Sunday mm-hmm. I'm a, As I say it's a Rangers, I'm a Rangers fan From Kilmarnock And, and is it not Is it not <laughs> Is it not about time The SSA got together With clubs But smaller clubs It's not filling their stadiums Out with old firm And brought in Reduced ticket prices the, locally they've seen there were employees giving their staff free tickets I think there were kids getting cheaper tickets and stuff and what an atmosphere it was at Rugby Park it, as much as we lost it was good to see a local mm. team get into Europe and 
you've seen guys here with their kids and their families and see the ticketing price and it's robbing people of the chance of taking their young kids to the football and letting them letting them enjoy football with their mums and their dads and make that a family day out. It's just, it's, there's empty seats there. Get, let's get bums in seats and look at reducing these prices and get families back to the games. Yeah, I think Jim makes a great point, Mark. We would all love to see it. There's a cold, hard arithmetic to be done for clubs though in that, you know, if they... If they reduce prices by a third, they need to get a third more people in, in, yeah. into the ground. And, and it doesn't always translate. But in, in general, Jim's right. We'd love to see it. And it's right. great occasions when, when something can be arranged. Yeah, you know, we, we would. And I think the, the club certainly, you know, we're, we're doing reciprocating with, with things for away fans. Where you, you get in for a fiver and, and then when it's in the, the return game, then the, the, the home fans, when they travel away, they would do it. Um, but yeah, we need to find ways... Uh, I'd love to think that you could make it just across the board, all the way fans, and it's certainly something that, that's within the power of the clubs to do because they set the rules. You know, at, the, at their annual meetings in the summer, they set the rules, so you know, clearly it doesn't suit them to do it for whatever reason, but I do think that away fans, it should be cheaper. It should be a lot cheaper. You know, let's see the away ends filled uh, with the grounds, and, and the case in point that they make there about Kilmarnock, you know, again, and we've not really mentioned it tonight, what a blow it is for Kilmarnock to lose Steve Clark. You know, and whoever replaces him, it certainly is an attractive job now, but a very, very hard act to follow. But when you think like 20 months ago, they were averaging round about 3,000 supporters. They're now up over six, closer to seven. And the secret is for the next guy and, and for the board is not to lose those 3,000 fans. I don't. I think it'll be hard to, to gain more to get up to like, a, you know, eight or 9,000, but certainly you don't want to lose those guys and that'll be a real uh, challenge but you want to see attendance improve mm. uh, sorry improve uh, across the board what Saturday did show as, uh, Sunday sorry did show as well Gordon and, and I get maybe things where if there were reduced packages or whatever on on, sh- uh, on offer but if you can get if you can get the product right it can it can be done it certainly can help look at Kilmarnock who's totally regalvanised well that's what Steve Clark said in his interview in the park he said that's my trophy the fact that, you know, as Mark was saying there, Kilmarnock and a big stadium like that were playing in front of 3,000 people um, and then all of a sudden the entertainment value shot up. Steve Clark was getting results, playing good football, had a great belief in his Kilmarnock side and people started to come and watch it. Um, I do think that, you know, we have to look at pricing, of course, nowadays trying to get people in. But you've got to say there's a lot of clubs out there they, they still do as much as they can You know, for instance, our local team Motherwell, going out and handing tickets Out for young kids to come along on Saturday Hoping that they get the bug And other teams have been doing this for years You know, just trying to get them in But it's all about the product Because you'll get them for, for a game And if you can get the product right for them And get them to come back Then it's successful But Kilmarnock are the masters at it because of their manager and unfortunately they've lost their manager and Mark's right they're now got to make sure whoever they appoint next has got to try and keep their supporters there uh, Jim do you have sympathy for clubs again just to do a very sort of basic calculation say you're off say your, your tickets are 20 quid right and you get five you get 5,000 fans roughly in the door even if you were to just reduce them to 15 quid take a fiver off it and you think that sounds like a nice gesture you still have to get whatever that is, seventeen hundred more fans through through the the turnstiles, Jim, to to, ev- to 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 break even. That that sounds like a challenge to me. 
Aye, I totally, but that's just through the turnstiles. What are you going to get at the, yeah, you know, true. Once start, bringing, start bringing sweets in that kids will buy, bit about merchandise and stuff. Get the kids their strips, their scars, you know, they're all going to obviously buy that every week, but it's certainly going to get more bums and seats, and probably mm. they're reducing it in the amount that they bring in. It's, I'm, not, I'm obviously not an accountant that could work that out, but I would imagine you would get more money. It would, would they maybe break even? It would be a better atmosphere, better buzz to the game. There might be a more a bit of more mm. interest in it. The kids are growing up supporting their local teams. Yeah, Jim's absolutely right, Mark, yeah, on that because it's the long term mm. effect. Aye, it's and, not... and, and one thing I see that, that, that I for, forgot about it, and it's because you don't mean this in a, a, a Billy Big thing I take way, but if you're going to the games, if you're sitting in the media area and whatever it is, does but actually when you look at out with the the product on the park, when you look at the supporter experience. You know, I, I think a lot could improve. Mm-hmm. You know, right? We're talking about Kelly. The Kelly Pies are, are exceptional. They're, they're, they're the best in the business. <laughs> but if, if you're looking at, is it value for money? You know, you, you get a drink. You're getting charged what two pound fifty for for you know the, mm-hmm. the Coca Colas at the machines. You're getting charged four or five quid for running the mill hot dogs and burnt slices of pizza. You go to the toilets. Some of the toilet facilities are absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's just fan experience, isn't it? And it's horrible because see, if you went to the movies, Gordon, you wouldn't accept that. At the movies And why should football fans accept it And again that comes down to the clubs I think there should be More of an effort played that uh, Made That once you actually get a fan in And they've paid their £20 Particularly families There's a better experience There's a better quality of food At more reasonable prices You know put a package together Put put children's The equivalent of Happy meals that you, that, that, that you get You know put, put things on Make your toilets Nicer You know make it a more welcome experience I know part of the reason they can do it Is because of of our weather and different things, but I just think there's there's, there's improvements to be to be made, and the club have it within their powers mm. to go and do that. Yeah, good call from Jim and Kilmarnock. I like that. That would be nice if we could move towards uh, that type of scenario. Josh tweeted in to say on that uh, the French league have called away tickets this next season at ten euros for adults and five euros for kids. Brilliant across brilliant. the board. Yeah, great. Ultimately we perhaps need a better TV deal to facilitate that type yeah. of thing. But there we go. It's it's nice to dream. Oh one four one nine five one. At 102.5 Let's go straight on And hear from John Who's a Rangers fan in Paisley Hi John Right you see before we go any further See you're talking about the prices mm-hmm. It's all Rangers and Celtic fans That get ripped off every week Go to away games We get ripped off Because see when you go You can see For Kilmarnock charge £18 But when it comes to Rangers It's £27 So every time Rangers and Celtic Go to charge a tenner on every ticket I mean that's just the starters We could talk about this all day Yeah that, that's the old supply, and, so supply and demand argument isn't mm-hmm. it Mark You can totally understand why that frustrates people like John Yeah the, absolutely You feel if uh, supporters are getting fleeced Understand it The, the, the counter argument for clubs will be Extra stewarding, extra policing Because there's a bigger capacity coming So you know, you've got to weigh that up But yeah I, I do feel for, for Celtic and Rangers supporters When, when that's the case Because it is very very uh, unfair on them John what was your other point? Right My point Steve Clark Mm-hmm what, was, what, what did Stevie Clark think he was going to gain with his comment on Sunday? Which one? Gain support for his Scotland team. Bye-bye Rangers. You know what I mean? And bye-bye At Celtic. Endies, and bye-bye Celtic. If he's looking for people, what, what what's that all about? If he's wanting Scotland supporters to back him, we are the two biggest supporter clubs, right? What's he going to gain with his sarcastic comments? Yeah, fair question, Mark. I think he was, well, he was hopefully, or in his mind, just, Trying to praise the Kilmarnock fans Rather than anything else Was it a bit clumsy or Well when he made the comments He was he was the manager of Kilmarnock And his priority has probably been emotional And rightly so What, what he's achieved He knew then even though it wasn't public That he's leaving the club um, 
yeah, I, I think he could have worded it better for sure. You know, I, I see John's point. You know, bye bye Rangers, bye bye Celtic. I think he could have worded it better, but I get the gist of what he was trying to say. It was actually praising the command up fans again. Just what I was, the point I was making three or four months ago. Try to make sure that that you keep those two or three thousand supporters on board, that you don't lose them again. Um, but yeah, I certainly think he could have he could have worded it better. He could have praised the the Kilmarnock supporters without mentioning mm. Rangers or Celtic. Yeah, sometimes Mark. you get you've got to understand. Sometimes you get caught up. It's yeah. an emotional time, Mark, and we've all been there. You you say something, and then you think maybe that's been taken the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You probably regret it. I just think that it's a clean sweep now. Of course, right for a boy. Get him in there He's the right appointment Everybody knows that Give him every backing We possibly can And hopefully he's a success And I think he will be John what do you think? My opinion is He was getting abuse again on Sunday Right That's He was getting the same abuse again on Sunday Right So I think that's what he's digged up You know what I mean That's my personal opinion mm. And I can understand He doesn't like it He got it But You know what I mean He's done himself any favours right away With Rangers and Celtic fans It's bad enough just now With the two, two No two Rangers and Celtic Going to different times, thinking of a different home teams instead of Scotland. He's really dug a hole for himself. That's my personal I, I wouldn't go that far, John. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think he's dug a hole for himself. I wouldn't go that far. And to be fair, John, John sort of started by, by, by getting the nail on the head, perhaps. I mean, Stevie Clark's had to put up from quite a lot yeah. from the stand, so maybe exactly. we could be we could be adult enough to forgive him just a wee bit of cheek. Yeah, th- he's now, he's now the national team manager. He's not the commandment manager. He'll be picking... Rangers players we're picking Celtic players he's a national team manager as of today as a nation we were, uh, 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 you know, there are going to be supporters that want to see him fail because of what he said on mm. Sunday surely not surely everybody's bigger than that alright thanks to John it's 01419511025 on tonight's full time teaser if you're new to the teaser and you've never heard it what happens is you send the questions to us and we put them on the show it's simple as that so if you've got any send them to fulltime at clyde1.com tonight's is this in the last 11 World Cups, seven men have been named in the all-star team of the tournament and have played for or managed a Scottish team. Sent in from Michael and Nairn. Bertie Vokes is the only one so far. Paul Gascoigne? Yes, 1990. Well done. Frank De Boer? Yep, 98. Oh, brilliant. Henrik Larsson? No. Brian Loudrop? Yep, 98 as well. Brilliant. All right, you're... Over halfway there You've got four You've only got three to get So we'll leave it there And we'll hear from Oren Kearney next How are the nerves St Mirren fans Dundee United fans Couple of days to go You must be beside yourself Let's hear from you Oren Kearney next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Mark Guidi are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still time though for you to join us on the phones and on Twitter. We're going to hear from Oren Kearney. Big, I say big, it's bigger than that. It's a massive week for St Mirren and Dundee United. Let's check in on the teaser though because Michael and Nairn sent this one in. It's a cracker actually. In the last 11 World Cups, seven men have been named in the all-star team of the tournament and have played for or managed a Scottish team Guys like Brian Loudrop Rangers in Denmark Frank De Boer The Netherlands and Rangers Gaza England and Rangers Bertie Vogts Scotland And well, West Germany mm-hmm. At the time Have you got any more? You've got three to get Canadia? Argentina and Rangers No Okay Ravinelli? Dundee? No No Sorry Bruno Alves? Oh no I'm toiling yeah, so I'm, I'm toiling. Here's what I'll do I'll help you out with some Other wrong answers on Twitter then yeah. Gaza 
says Is it Oleg Selenko That's not one no. Gary Park says Arthur Newman That's not one mm-hmm. And Gary Park's got a couple of other wrong ones Stefan Kloss and Janino Guivarts wouldn't have been it Nope No um... Who else? Who, who did we? Who we got right there? Dutch. I think all the Dutch. Van Bronckhorst. Did we mention him? Mm, you didn't mention him, but don't bother. Okay, Ronald. Not, not both of them. Nah, just Frank. Frank yep, yeah, ninety-eight. Ronald thought he should have been it, but you know. <laughs> um, all right, you've right. plenty of time. You've only got three to get. Jonas Tern. No. no. All right, we're going to speak to Jeffrey very soon, but let's hear from Oren Kearney. He says he's St Mirren side are much better than the team that lost two-one to Dundee United in the cup this season. He's not putting too much pressure on his players despite the magnitude of the tie. At the start of the week, you know, the, the target we'd set was it was a two-part target, win the first game and give yourself a shot at, at something happening on the last day. Um, and then today was just to win the game. And fair play to the players. After a tough start, I thought the emotion probably of Monday night under lights and everything else, we huffed and puffed probably for the first 20, 25 minutes and looked probably lethargic more than anything else. And I think the sending off obviously helps and gives us a little bit of a foothold in the game. But as the game goes on, then we, we found our feet. And, and credit to the guys, you know, another, I think earlier, on the season the mentality probably wasn't there to turn games like that around and, and show that bit of steel um, but again you know, delighted with the performance um, of the second half and how we went and, and a real power play for the first 15 or 20 minutes and got our goals and, and got a result that was probably the biggest reason today to win the game as well because yes of course it, it could have led us to something uh, better if, if, if St Johnson had, um, had beat Hamilton but more importantly I think keeping that record intact going into the playoffs is very important and making sure that we have that bit of momentum behind us. So that was Oren Kearney reflecting on the weekend's win, of course, which they're trying to then take in uh, to this week. I mean, you can't overstate it because the the, the implications for teams when, when they get relegated. St Mirren last time did okay, they went down, managed to regroup mm-hmm. and, and they came back up. But you've seen there's some big teams that go down and they don't find their way back up for a long yeah. time, maybe ever. So it's massive. It is. I mean, you look at Patrick Thistle. Uh, okay, they survived they what a scary season they had uh, you know, one game away from back to back relegations I would make St Mirren very very slight favourites uh, Gordon 55-45 I think Dundee United they're, they're Paul McMullen's their biggest danger in, in the final third of the pitch I think if St Mirren can keep him quiet they stand a, a, a right good chance particularly with the second leg being back um, in Paisley on, on Sunday so I think it was very tight Wouldn't be surprised If we went all the way To penalty kicks But I would make St Mirren Just the slight favourites Gordon you were at the game When mm-hmm. Dundee United Beat St Mirren in the cup Oren Kearney believes They're better now And I suppose Well they'll, ha- they'll have to be Won't they? Yeah Because um, Dundee United uh, Deserved to win that game uh, They played very well um, The one thing about Dundee United They've got good experience All over the park Um you know, you've got Pollock, for instance, in the middle of the park, who I, on that day I thought was absolutely terrific. Um, it's got to be nervous for St Myrne. Um, You know, you look at Tony Fitzpatrick, the chief exec there at the beginning of the season, was actually aiming for top six, I think he came out and said. Yeah. You know, yeah. he would take anything now, Tony, just to make sure that St Myrne stayed in the league and try and rebuild next uh, season. The one thing they've got is obviously... You know, my old manager's in there and uh, the one thing he'll do is take a bit of the pressure. Jimmy Nichols and the backroom staff, he takes a little bit of pressure off the players because he's very good about the dressing room and stuff like that. But Tanner Dice has got to be important going. Um, St Mirren, I think, will be a tough game up there. And if they can keep their cell within, in the tie, a draw would be a fantastic result for them. Or maybe snatch mm. a 1-0. 
Then I think they gain favourites uh, next Sunday. Steve Clark wins is on Twitter, and I hope this is a sign of things to come. The success rate as Scotland manager because he's nailed the three answers that you're still looking for Aye. on the teaser. You got any? He's nailed them. Mm-hmm. Toiling going on, is Is it all Celtic and Rangers connection? I think you need help. Mm-hmm. All Rangers. It's all Rangers. Mm-hmm. What about um, Carlos Bocanegra? Uh, nope. No, uh, Catuso. Yes, Catuso. Oh, good shout, wouldn't I go? Right, two thousand and six. You've only got two to get. Let's speak to Jeffrey on the line. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi. Um, I've got three points I want to make. Go for it. Right, Steve Clark. Good signing, but I hope that he gets a chance. And I would also like to think that the SFA to give him a chance to get the fans back. Think about the ticket prices. Right, that's point one. Mm-hmm. Point two, Rangers um, get pass marks from me. Um, although we didn't win anything this season, I think if we get the right signings for our next season, I think we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And uh, the third point, um, if Superman play to their capabilities... I think we've got a good chance of beating Dundee United because I've been watching Dundee United on television and they've not been that great. They've been like Rangers, they've been blowing hot and cold. And I think Sutman, if they play to their capabilities, could stay up. Yeah, I think what's perhaps important, Gordon, is Sutman, at least as much as they've finished 11th, they still go into it in a bit of form. We've seen over previous seasons Some teams drop like a stone And they drop into the, the playoffs And they've no momentum And it carries on But St Mirren don't They don't have that problem Yeah they are playing with A bit more confidence Gordon um, I don't think At the weekend They started the game Particularly well mm. And I think if it had been 11 v 11 um, It might have been A different result It's just who handles The, the occasion Because it is going to be A big occasion There'll be a terrific crowd At Tannadice On Thursday night There'll be a packed house And uh, you know Paisley On Sunday uh, players have got to They're playing for their livelihoods So they've really got to You know Handle the occasion The first leg will be so important I think if St Mirren Can keep their selling the ties I said earlier At home Home advantage Yes I know that Dundee United Beat them Scottish Cup there But I just think St Mirren will have enough But if Dundee United Come down here With a, a one or a two goal lead Then I think St Mirren May struggle Jeffrey's second point Mark was, was Rangers I think that sort of echoed What you said Pass marks But yeah. But Disappointment with, with no silverware Yeah I, mean, I think you know If you assess Steven Gerrard As his first season as a manager And what he achieved yeah, I would say all day long You know No complaints all things considered um, But Rangers as a football club I, I wouldn't rate it successful Because Rangers for me Being successful is about winning things Is about stopping yeah. Celtic So I can't say you know, That I could rate Rangers season as successful but I certainly think it's heading in the right direction. And I agree with, with Jeffrey. Um Rangers, I think they will be, but they absolutely need to be challenging properly next season. They need to be taking care of, of the, if you want to call them, the bread and butter games, which they weren't able to do enough times uh, last season. That's why they lost the league. And they need to take care of their, their, take care of their disciplinary. Because John yeah. Flanagan, it was overturned, whatever you think of that decision. However, what he did was, which for me is a concern for Rangers, for Stephen Gerrard, he disobeyed a direct order from his manager leading up to that game. And all things were equal, had the referee seen it, he should have been sent off because it was a red card defence. 
So that's a thing that, that the players need to show more respect for their manager and their football club is to stay within the game. Yeah, do what you can to win, but do not risk red cards. Absolutely not. Jeffrey. Um yeah, I agree with that. Um the as it boils down to um it is discipline. Um I mean, as I, I've spoken to you about this before, um the stupid games that we lost at the beginning of the season, if we hadn't lost them, we could have been there and thereabouts. I still think and I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, Celtic are still a force to be reckoned with. It's gonna take maybe not next season but the season after to be in the top with Celtic. Have you got that long, Jeffrey? I'm interested to know what Rangers fans think about nine you know, because nine mm. would still be an achievement, wouldn't it? You're equaling that. Yes, ten gets all the focus, but surely you, you you want to stop it before it gets yeah, that far The interesting would be What Rangers or The Rangers board Would Steven Gerrard survive Not winning the title next season Maybe but Well it depends If it was trophyless Is that mm. a compl- You know If he wins a Scottish Cup And did alright and, and you know A couple of points behind you Would survive that yeah, Would you okay. not Yeah okay yeah, yeah. I think the first Old Firm game Next season Is crucial And it's at Ibrox And if the, 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 the supporter Advantage is there mm. Again you've got You know 48,000 against 800 what a massive boost that is The first old firm game I'll tell you what Jeffrey, We're going to have to leave it there But give us a call back sometime We're running out of time tonight And we need to round off this question In the last 11 World Cups Seven men have been named In the all-star team of the tournament And have played for Or managed A Scottish team Bertie Vogts Paul Gascoigne Frank De Boer Brian Loudrop Reno Gattuso Which means you've got two to go All the, Both Rangers players Andre Kinchelskis Nope Gordon's old pal Ole Kuznetsov Nope mm. More recently Oh hold on well, well, what about the the lad, the American lad, Reina? Reina? Yes. Oh, Would you believe two thousand and two? Made it. In. I'm stuck now. I have no idea. Same okay. tournament, two thousand and two. Uh, Japan and that was there. Japan. Who was? Who, who was? were the surprise packages? You Senegal. could see. Who? Diouf. Oh, wow. El Hadji Diouf. There oh, we I go. We got that. it in the end. Thank you to Michael. In there for the question Full time at Clyde1.com Big thanks to Mark and Gordon For joining us All your calls and tweets Much appreciated Never taken for granted And would like to have you back Tomorrow night from 6 In the company Since you've swapped this week Roger Hanna And Jim Doffy In the meantime though Stay right where you are Because Callum Gallagher's up next You could win two pairs of VIP weekend tickets To transmit By listening to Callum tonight Listen These tickets are worth over 500 quid Not to be missed Lots thrown in with that should be a great weekend make sure you're listening we're back tomorrow at six